Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Today, the Saints went marching into Carolina for an old-fashioned Southern showdown. We break down the good, the bad, and the ugly from Thursday Night Football. It's a Halloween edition of NFL Fantasy Live. We're hitting the web to see which players fans are most scared to start. Find out if you should expect a trick or treat in Week 9. Plus, with six teams on a bye, who can you trust plugging in? Our list of spot starts will give your roster a much-needed sugar rush. NFL Fantasy Live starts now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. Matt Bunny-Smith here with the fantasy maverick Adam Rank and the Hoff, Michael Fabiano. Remember, you can always tweet the show at NFL Fantasy. Six teams, six, not 16, six teams on a bye this week. And uh, guys, here's a look at some fantasy players, key fantasy players that will be out. Fabs, I'm guessing uh, minute, you have. Zach Mettenberger. At least, He's yeah. He's on this list? No, Zach Mettenberger did not. Burger. Okay. Did not make the list. Bishop Sankey, Kendall oh, Wright, Justin Hunter. I guess if we're names. going if we're going bottom up when you get to the top, and of Look course Chicago, all those Packers, yeah, Green Bay, Ooh, that is a that lot hurts. of points on a buy. So, gentlemen, with all those star players out this week, give us your top spot start to plug in, regardless of position. Just top spot start that you like. Moving forward, week nine, Fab. First of all, I love the boy time. Thank man. you. It's a very good look. And I'm going with Alex Smith of the Kansas City Chiefs because he's got a great matchup against the Jets. No team has given up more fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. And, oh, by the way, the Jets have allowed 22 touchdown passes. That's five more than the second-worst team in the National Football League. And I know Alex Smith drives you crazy. He's not consistent. But, Money, how many teams are off this week? Six. So you got to roll the dice, and I would roll the dice with Alex Smith. I'm going to steal that from you and use it a little bit later. How about <laughs> it, Adam? I like Anquan Bolden. I've got the, I'm in a situation where I have any number one of those combinations of the Bears, Packers, receivers. I either have Jordy and Marshall or Randall and Alshon. So I'm looking at uh, Anquan Bolden, who's seen his targets increase over the last couple of weeks. And really what I like is that he's dominated the St. Louis football club over the course of his career, as you see right there, at least five receptions in a number of games against that team. And you just look at the numbers. He's had at least a receiving touchdown in two of his last three against the teams. 
and it's a great matchup. They're yeah, allowing go. a lot of points to receivers all over the place. Spot starts. You don't have to dig that deep. Uh, and we'll have more Week 9 spot starts later in the show. But for now, let's throw it over to Marcus Grant Knockbar. Thanks, Bunny. We are here, as always, getting you caught up with all the news and notes from around the National Football League. And you're not Adam Wright. No, I'm not out of right. Oh, all right. Well, anyway, Cowboys quarterback Tony Romo missed practice again on Friday with the back injury he suffered Monday against Washington. Head coach Jason Garrett said Romo continues to get treatment but needs to, quote, see him move around at some point before saying Romo will play Sunday against the Cardinals. With Romo's status in flux, how much does this impact any of the other Cowboys starters there? Well, I think it's going to impact the, the other guys, but not as much as a lot of fantasy owners think. I think you can still trust to play Terrence Williams. You can still trust to play Des Bryant. Look, here's the truth. They're going up against a 32nd ranked passing defense in the Arizona Cardinals. And I know you hear the name Patrick Peterson. You hear the name Antonio Cromartie. And you want to think that this is going to be a difficult matchup. I think Brandon Whedon will be fine. He may get a little pressure because that left guard is that question right now, but I'll tell you, he'll be fine. Plus, as long as he can turn around and hand it off to DeMarco Murray. He's got to get strong running back. Things will be okay. He'll be all right. Speaking of running backs, Bengals running back Giovanni Bernard missed practice again on Friday, is officially listed as out this weekend. Bernard hasn't practiced all week after hurting his hip in the team's win against the Ravens last Sunday. So, with him out now, Akbar, how much do you like Jeremy Hill against the Jaguars? Uh, no, I am super excited. In fact, as the original fantasy owner of Jeremy Hill and the guy who watched him in college and saw him do his thing, I'm excited to see him come out there and play that physical type, uh, that style. Giovanni Bernard, of course, to start at the backfield, but this is his opportunity against the Jacksonville Jaguars to really stand out. Yeah, remember, we were worried about him maybe vulturing touchdowns away from Gio Bernard, so he gets in there in that starting He's a hard role. runner. You watch. He's going to yeah. put up 100 points. Uh, excuse I, me, 100 yards. I don't, I don't disagree. Wide receiver A.J. Green practiced again on Friday. Green hasn't played since week five because of a toe injury, but he's been in practice all week. That is a good sign for fantasy owners. So, Akbar, if he plays, what are your expectations for both Green and Mohamed Sanu? Well, I think it's going to be good for Mohamed Sanu. Uh, not so much on A.J. Green. That toe injury, I'm still skeptical because it's very difficult. But Mohamed Sanu, it, because A.J. Green's on the field, if he's on the field, that's going to get a lot of attention. Sanu will win the one-on-one matchup against the secondary group of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He still has that ability. So if you have Sanu, you can feel comfortable in still playing him. Yeah, plus, A.J. Green kind of warned us he might not be 100% for the rest of the year. So yeah, and, and I'm fine with that. I just need him a couple more weeks because that toe injury, you just one little cut and that's it. Yeah, really tough to play on. Eagles running back Darren Sproles looks ready to hit the field again Sunday. He's practiced all week and is listed as probable for the game against the Houston Texans. Sproles has been recovering from a slight MCL tear. He suffered week six against the Giants. So what do you think Sproles' value is this week against the Texans? Big time, primetime, showtime, all-time, good time. Look, the one thing I know about Darren Sproles is that Darren I've never known him to get hurt. I mean, he's just not one of those guys that stays injured because of the way his body is designed. But, yes, you think about going up against this. Texas defense. J.J. Watt is going to be very disruptive. He's going to be in Nick Foles' face, and he's going to be a nice outlet guy to kind of get him warmed up. We know what Darren Sproles does in space. You can feel confident in playing Darren Sproles. At least I know I am. All right. I'm plugging it back in my life. There you go. You have convinced me. Speaking of prime time, be sure to set your DVRs for our late time, late night airing of NFL Fantasy Live. For all the latest injury news and updates for your roster, check us out at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, right here on NFL Network. For more now, we'll throw it back to Money and the Guys. All right, thank you, guys. Uh, Saints and Panthers faced off Thursday night. Somebody's got to win the NFC South. Let's get to the uh, highlights. Here we go. 
Drew Brees, Cam Newton. We always focus on the quarterbacks first. And right now we get to, after the fifth turnover in the game. Yeah, fifth turnover in the game. Goal line in oh. the second. Mark Ingram punches it in it. from this, three this yards. Was your guy. He bolstered it from Jimmy Graham. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Seven up in New Orleans again at the end of the second. Well, here you go. Finally. Spread it around there, Drew Brees. Jimmy Graham, one-yard touchdown. Saints go up 14-0. Panthers, though, would rally in the third. Let's get to a third and goal from the 10. And this is what you love about Cam Newton. Yeah, offensive line, terrible. But Cam, the athlete, able to do something with it. And that's an extra seven points, the 10 yards, and, of course, the touchdown. And really, if it weren't for this, you want to talk about a bad outing for Cam oh, Newton. Wait, but wait, it, it counted, though, right? It did count. Okay. It did count. Made it a, well, so-so outing for Superman there. New Orleans uh, would return serve, fourth and goal. And guess what? You can do that, Cam. So can Drew Brees. No, that's just rude. Airborne for the touchdown. How many times does Brees have a rushing touchdown? I believe he? that was the 13th of his entire career. So yeah. it does not happen often. 21-7 Saints. Brees 18 points and change. And then it's Ingram from three yards out. Hey, Adam Rank drafting Jimmy Graham in the first round. Guess what? It's the new-look Saints offense. And I don't it care revolves for that at all. around Mark Ingram. 23 fantasy points. Saints win 28 to 10. Here a look at the leaders from the game. Like we said, think about Cam Newton without those seven points. And yeah, you get bonus if you have one, two, three, four. So the Saints cool. defense, 12 fantasy points. I contemplated playing them as a spot start, but I was like, wait a minute. Road team Thursday night football. What am I thinking? Dude. This Thursday night schedule has been wacky this season. Road teams are playing a lot better than they have historically. Mark Ingram, like we said, look, this is two weeks in a row now that he has been the centerpiece of. A resurgent Saints offense. They get back to 500. Look like they are in control of that NFC South. So let's start on that side of the ball. Drew Brees, like we said, almost 20 points. His next three are at home. And when the fantasy playoffs hit, he's got two out of three at home and one in Chicago against that Bears defense. So how do we feel about Brees right now? I think we feel pretty good, Rank, right? I feel great about it, yeah. It's one of the things. We talk about me taking Jimmy Graham in the first round. The only reason I didn't take Drew Brees ahead of you yes. was because I didn't want to double up and didn't want to be caught in, mm. in a situation where both those guys, you know, if they have an off week or anything like that. But Drew Brees is going to be great throughout the playoffs, and that's the one thing you did when you look at the upcoming schedule was where is he playing during the fantasy playoffs the majority of the games are at home, so you're looking pretty good. So wh why Brees over Brady for you? Because uh, I'm nervous about that Denver Broncos defense. I, I think Brady, while he has been spectacular, he has gone against terrible defenses lately. Brees is the old trusty hand, you know, that you just know is going to get you at least 15 points. I know that's a pretty low floor for a quarterback, but if it's Thursday night, you get out with 18. It's not great, but it's not horrible. It's It, it can push you toward... I don't know, like a 85 to 90 point victory oh, if your opponent. Good. Uh, you're good. Who you're am I facing good. this week? That's right. That's right. Feel pretty good. I got, I got Anquan Bolden. Did you not hear me talking about Anquan you know, Bolden? You know Guaranteed. Else I, you know who else I have on the uh, the roster? Who do you got? There? Mark Ingram, Fabs. Oh, I got Mark Ingram well, I like on the that. Roster. Yeah, how you like that one? So uh, Mark Ingram, the double digit fantasy points for the last five games he's played this year. Safe to say. He is a must-start moving no forward. No doubt about that. You know, they talk about Danny Tartable being like the old contract oh, year Danny example. Tartable. Wait, nobody talks about the Yankees. Mark Ingram <laughs> is now the contract year face in the NFL because he had done nothing in his career before 2014. Now it's time to get paid, and he is putting up huge numbers, both for the Saints and for your fantasy football team. So if you held on to him through that hand injury, hopefully you did. Right now, Ingram, uh, he's an RB1 right now. He's yeah, an RB1. You know, and everybody kind of laughed at you, Money, when you took him in the fifth round. 
Oh, yeah, I got worn out on Twitter oh, for that one. remember that? Worn out on Twitter hard for taking him as a Give it back to him now. I was, I was swooping in for him. Too. I knew that's you were. See, I knew you were. Well, Rank, you're talking about Jimmy Graham, and it looks right. like Jimmy Graham is back to his old self. Uh, no doubt, people out there happy if they were Apple to sw- Apple. Um, apple? Got Halloween on the mind. If they were able to <laughs> swing Don't give the trade out an apple. the last couple weeks when his value was down. But right. he's, he looks good. Yeah, if you're one of those guys who drafted him in the first round and you've been waiting for it, well, finally, <laughs> oh, he's coming is. back. Yeah, you know, talking about myself. But, you know, he's been playing pretty well. Yep. He played pretty well last night, which is what you like to see. Actually, last week was okay, too. You know, if he just goes out and catches a touchdown, but now he's getting back into the mode where he's moving the sticks. And that's the one thing that separates him from a lot of tight ends because what do we always talk about, Money, is we just want touchdowns from our tight ends. If you're starting somebody like Travis Kelsey or Lance Kendricks or somebody like that, you're just banking on them 14 getting 14 yards touchdown. and a touch. That's all I need. Exactly, but with Jimmy Graham, he's a legitimate receiver. As you see, like he's running out. He's just running down the sideline, and he catches it, so he's able to move. You get the yards, you get the touchdowns, yeah. and so if you try to if you try to trade for him, too late. That, it's that, over. that train is left. Because you have to play a tight end. I mean, that's yeah. the thing about fantasies. You have to play a tight end. There's Jimmy Graham, there's Julius Thomas, and then Gronk. everybody. Crusher, yeah, Gronk now if he's back and healthy. But And then there's everybody else, and Graham's certainly back to that elite level. Fab's on the other side of the ball. Cam did not have a very good game. What about moving forward? Because this has been a three-game stretch now where he has been bad. I don't trust him. Uh, I, I had him in my sit-em list on NFL.com, www.nfl.com slash start sit. I updated that, by the way, this morning. And Cam is out of there now. He was a sit-em. I can't trust him. And last night, he was throwing a lot of murus on balls, you know? Ten feet ah. over every single wide receiver's head where even George Murison couldn't catch those passes. He was 10 for 28 as a passer. I mean, money, that is pretty bad. awful. And the fact of the matter here is that he had a 10-yard rushing touchdown and skill, still only scored 12 fantasy points. It's... I mean, that is bad. So Cam Newton is someone that right now, he's not a QB1. Well, he is absolutely not a QB1. 16 points once in his last seven games. I just said it about Drew Brees. I'm fine with a 15-point floor. Yeah. If I know that's well, what I'm going to get. And if it's four points for a touchdown pass, 18 right. is fine. Exactly. You feel good, especially on a Thursday night. Uh, he, he could have had more. Calvin Benjamin, I mean, he, right over, between the numbers, right. dropped them. Benjamin did drop one, but he threw the ball over so many yeah. wide receivers' heads last night, it was ridiculous. What about Calvin Benjamin? I mean, we talk about week six, or I should say six teams on a bye in week nine. That's not why you start Calvin Benjamin. I have him on the roster. I start him every week. He got me 1.8 points last night. I mean, he's he looks to be the only target for Cam, but jeez, when he's throwing balls over his head, yeah. that was a terrible pass, too. That was awful. Give him he a dropped, chance, he Cam. Drops a t- it's like what we used to say about Jimmy Carson. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> I just picked a random, random, 90, King? Right, random 90s athlete. <laughs> why I thought not? that was the, the flavor of the day, but yeah, I mean, that that throw, not good. He didn't, dropping it. That's the big thing. Is it? He's just not connecting with them, and that, it, it's disappointing. It's uh, especially in this bye week when there's six teams on a Jimmy bye. Jimmy Carson. I'm sorry. I'm moving to Was Panther that? running backs. D'Angelo <laughs> Williams got the start, but they split the carries with Jonathan Stewart. Six more teams on a bye next week. So we're going to face this again. Which of these two backs do you like more as a spot start versus the Eagles? D'Angelo's the starter. I'm going with D'Angelo. Uh, he didn't have a ton of rushing yards. He had that one big reception last night. But this is the epitome of a backfield committee, and it has been. For as long as we can remember, in Carolina, you can't trust either one of them. But if you if you got to pick one of these guys, it's D'Angelo. Yeah, Jonathan Stewart looks better at times, but he's not somebody that you can trust to be healthy week in and week out. I mean, this this was a nice run right here, but we just don't see enough of that. All right, uh, spot starts. We'll discuss those more next week. But, man, 
D'Angelo or Jonathan. I just it's ah, a buy. Six teams on a buy. Pick up Charles Sims now. There you go. DeMarco Murray may have been the fantasy MVP of the first half of the season, but it's all about finishing strong. Coming up, our experts reveal their picks for second half fantasy MVP. And don't worry about those bye week blues. Well, I just did. We're uh, going to dish out some spot starts that are primed for a monster weekend. Time now for player comparisons presented by SAP. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Matt Money Smith here with the Hawk, Michael Fabiano, Marcus Grant. Guys, we have six teams on a bye this week. So, players, head to head, see who the better start, the spot start, we can call it, I guess, is this weekend. Keeper in the ether. Give us a minute on the clock. Is it up? Is it up? Is it up? And away it. we go. Carson Palmer versus the Cowboys or Ben Roethlisberger versus the Ravens. Marcus. I'm going to go with Carson Palmer. I think the Cowboys secondary can be vulnerable at times. I agree. It's Carson Palmer. Ben Roethlisberger has a bad nuts. matchup against Baltimore. <laughs> guys coming off 525, six touchdowns. All right, Andy week. Dalton versus the Jags or Ryan Tannehill versus the Chargers. Fast. I'm going Tannehill. The Chargers struggle on the road. I'm going Andy Dalton. He's got A.J. Green back. It's one more weapon for but him. But aren't they playing the Jaguars? See, that was sarcastic. <laughs> Andre Williams versus the Colts or Brandon Oliver versus the Dolphins. Keep going, Marcus. I'm going to go with Brandon Oliver. I think he gets back on track after a couple downs. The Dolphins have given up 11 rushing touchdowns in their last 11 home games. It's Oliver. All right, keep it going. Jonas Gray versus the Broncos or Trey Mason versus the Niners. Oh, my dog. Uh, you. Jonas Gray, but I don't like either one of these so can guys. I, can I punt on this one? No, you cannot. No, I'm gonna you go, can't. I'm going to go Trey Mason. I think he what catches a couple out of the back. Uh, seven seconds. Here we go. Cordero versus the Skins. Terrence Williams versus the Cards. Oh, I'm going Terrence Williams all, all the way. way. Terrence Williams. Yeah, there we go. We made it. All right, fantasy fans. If you're not sure which players to start each week, examine the player comparison tool with insights from SAP. Exclusive only to NFL.com fantasy users. It researches recent performances and matchups to help you decide who to start and sit. Put it in practice by visiting NFL.com slash fantasy. All right. All week, we have been giving out our midseason fantasy awards. The fans, that would be you, voted. DeMarco Murray ran away with the midseason MVP. The fans are so smart. <laughs> we spin it forward. Who do we think will be the fantasy MVP? of the second half of the season. Fab, start us out. I'm going Andrew Luck. Uh, he has been arguably the best quarterback in fantasy football over the last eight weeks of the season. Now, Luck is a guy who is coming into his own right now. We all know Peyton Manning's great. We all know that Drew Brees is great and Aaron Rodgers. But Luck is coming into his own right now, Money. You're seeing him mature before our very eyes, both on the field and from a fantasy perspective. So I love this kid, and I think he is going to be an elite fantasy quarterback for a long, long time. That's the stat I love. 20-plus in seven Very of eight. Consistent. You never get the bad week. All right, Marcus, who do you like? I'm going with Matt Forte in this one, in part because quarterbacks are so deep. There are so many guys out there who can play the position. Running backs, quality, consistent running backs have been a lot harder to find this year. And Forte has been among those guys. You see he's third right now among running backs. What I love, you go back to Mark Trestman's days when he was with the 49ers. He got Derek LaVille 87 catches. And right now, Matt Forte is on pace to break Larry Sinter's record for catches in a single season by a running back. He's one of the leaders among all players in targets. He runs the football effectively. He catches it. And I don't care how he gets his hands on the ball. I just want him to get his hands on the ball. And when he gets in space, he is so dangerous. All right, on the bye this week, Matt Forte. I am going to go with, I know, I've been, I've been touting Jordy Nelson all season long as the potential MVP. And I still believe he may end up as the most valuable wide receiver. However, what are teams doing now, guys? They are game planning. He put it on them too hard in the first half of the season. So, 
Randall Cobb is the beneficiary there. I think Randall Cobb will be your second half of the season MVP. You see, we talk about it all the time. Touchdowns. They are gold in fantasy. Nine receiving touchdowns this season that is tied for the most in the NFL. He does it week so, in and week out. Let me understand this. Yes. Jordy Nelson is your guy. Yeah. Okay. Did yep. you get a little bad candy for Halloween or something like that? <laughs> You're going against Nelson. I You're am. going with Cobb. Because you know, teams adjust. They found out. I gave them the I gave them the is secret sauce, and now they realize they got to stop Jordy so Nelson NFL and Randall Cobb's benefit. Defensive coordinators are watching NFL Fantasy Live, and Every they now they, they, they have to double Jordy. You, you, you doubt they that? Are. You doubt that? Are. You don't think this information yes. I'm giving out is it's worth its weight in platinum? All right, there may not be uh, <laughs> any monsters under your bed, but there are plenty of scary matchups this week. Don't be afraid. Up next, we sort through all of Week Nine spooky starts, and later on, we go position by position. To give you our top plays for the week, is Gronk finally back to being Gronk? This is NFL Fantasy Live. Fans, if you've got fantasy questions, be sure to check out Fantasy Genius. Have your questions about whom to add, drop, trade, and more answered by other fans from around the globe. Be sure to check it out at NFL.com slash genius. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Money here with Akbar, Rank, and the Hoff Fabs. We've been trolling around Fantasy Genius to see who fans are asking the most Wait, about heading into. Huh? You're saying I'm trolling? Well, and aren't you? A little spooky bit, a little bit right? <laughs> we're going to give you some clarity when it comes to what we're calling spooky starts. All right, troll. How about yeah. it, Rank? Get us started. You confident with uh, Andy? Have you been trolling Andy Dalton? I have buying been. Andy Dalton this I've week? I've been trolling Andy Dalton a little bit this week. I don't completely trust him because he's going up against my boys down in Duval County, although this game will be played in Cincinnati where Dalton is a much better quarterback. He's been playing pretty well as of late, as you see right there. Two touchdowns in three of his last four games and in a situation where you have six quarterbacks on a bye, and I'm talking some pretty good quarterbacks, guys like Aaron Rodgers, he's a pretty decent pickup. He's not a guy that I'd want to go with week after week, but for this week, I'm, I'm somewhat confident. With somewhat confident. Somewhat. So is it like a PG-13 horror film spooky yes. star, or what it's, are we talking here? It's the one with the commercials in. It's been edited gotcha. for TV. Yeah. You're going to be Okay, fine. like maybe Hallmark Channel or something yeah, like that. Uh, innocent scary. How about it, Fabs? Does Hallmark Channel have horror movies? I don't well, think so. Nice soft tour, you know? That's what I'm talking about. Let's talk about Brandon <laughs> Oliver here, all right? It's a new job. We're right off the rails here. I love the matchup against the Miami Dolphins. They've allowed 11 rushing touchdowns in their last 11 home games. They've also given up 384 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns at home in 2014. So, despite the fact that Oliver has not played well the last two weeks, start him with confidence. He's an R-rated horror movie this week. All right. Well, wait. So, you are starting him. So, he's not spooky. Because what R-rated horror This is horror like movie one of those uh, propositions. No means yes and all that. So it's like prop whatever. All right. Akbar, you got uh, what? Denard Robinson. Yeah, Denard Robinson. This is a very spooky start. Yes, he looked good. Shoelace looked good last couple of weeks putting up 100-yard games. But I'm not sure that I'm confident in this offensive line. This team is way too young. Look, when you think about it on offense, their oldest guy on the offense, Cecil Shorts, a four-year veteran. So this is a very young guy. So, yes, Again. you're going to get sporadic starts where, you know, you get a guy who's going to do good a couple weeks and then he's going to go down. What am I saying? This is a young team. It, it might be a little fluky, a little spooky, fluky, you're, uh, spooky. You're referencing of Cecil. It's like a, it's like the Jason movie. Still talking about Cecil Shorts. <laughs> it's like Jason that, in outer space. But that's my point, though. You follow me? I'm going don't to Jerry McKinnon. Huh? This is not a scary start to me at all. I'll tell you why. Because that offensive line has had a rough go protecting 
Teddy Bridgewater, and McKinnon's got enough wiggle and enough waggle to break some of those tackles, get How to the second level of the. What? How do you know what wiggle means? Well, I watch those Australian guys, you the wiggles. To Jason Derulo? Fruit salad. <laughs> yummy, <laughs> yummy. I'm talking you. about Derulo. I like Jarek McKinnon this week. That's what I'm there talking about. Even though the Washington Redskins' run wiggle, defense wiggle, has wiggle. been pretty good this season, we saw DeMarco Murray gash them regularly <laughs> on first down, and I got enough faith in McKinnon and his wiggle, wiggle that he wiggle, wiggle. is going to uh, get himself enough yards to make him a decent start in a week in a week with uh, six teams on the bye. All right, let's go to the uh, receiver position here. Rank, what do you got? Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham I like Jr. Him. Yeah, I like him. Don't go into the barn. No, actually, go into the barn. Start Odell Beckham Jr. I like his matchup against the Colts. I really like him when you go back to his college playing days down there at LSU. Was really a huge fan of his. And coming in here with the Giants, I don't know if I'm biased by that awesome special that we had with the chasing Giants, but... The Giants really were enamored with him during the combine, and then, you know, watching this, uh, watching this special, I can't help but fall in love yeah. with him myself. Love the so hands. Yeah, you know, you talk about that too. So yep. I like him. I like him as the number one guy. I feel that he's moved past Ruben Randall. He's going to be Eli's top target. So I start him with a lot of confidence. Akbar, you have talked about Brandon LaFell so much. Cecil Shorts is getting offended. <laughs> so keep it going. All right. Well, I'm going to keep it going. He's a top. He's been a top 15 wide receiver for the last four weeks, and the reason why is because he's been winning his one-on-one matchups, and that means Tom Brady trusts. Brandon LaFell. How's he winning those one-on-one matchups? Because they're bringing a lot of attention to the healthy Rob Gronkowski. And when you take advantage of that, he's not showing the hands that he had in Carolina when he was dropping a bunch of balls. He's more he's a different guy around Bill Belichick yep. and Tom Brady. I think you can continue to play him. Even though it's a much better defense than they faced lately. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Are any of these starts going to be scary enough to keep on your bench? Vernon Davis, are you actually putting him in your lineup fast? No. This is a spooky start that I'm keeping on the bench. This guy has been worse than a horror movie. He has been an absolute nightmare for fantasy owners. No touchdowns in four games. And this is a guy who has not put up good numbers against the Rams either. The last time he played the Rams, three fantasy points. And St. Louis has allowed the 10th fewest fantasy points at tight ends this year. Davis was someone I was afraid of back in the preseason. And so far, well, he's but done fast, nothing. He can't be that scary going up against the Rams. I mean, are you saying like Rams? Annabelle scary? Uh, oh, scarier than Annabelle. Oh, wow. scarier Just, than you Annabelle. Say I'm Annabelle? Talking, Annabelle. I'm talking Annabelle. about Freddie Krueger, Michael Myers scary. You, uh, you have your relationships with the athletes that you let the people know about all the time. Here's what I'll tell you. Somebody that calls games, when you get into these production meetings, every now and then you can tell when a coach really likes a player. And haven't watched... <laughs> Haven't watched Monday Night Football. John Gruden hanging out with his brother Jay, talking about Jordan. I think Jordan Reed's going to be the guy to go to at this play. Oh, I think Jordan Reed's the guy that's going to catch this pass. You can tell that Jay Gruden fell in love with Jordan Reed, much like Mike Shanahan did. He is a heck of an athlete. He's got the most targets on the Redskins over the last three weeks. And Jordan Reed, even though the Vikings' defense statistically is good against tight ends, Throw that out the window. It's all about targets. Jordan Reed, not a scary start. Put him in your lineup, and you will be John rewarded. Gruden's coming for you. Chucky himself is coming for you. Oh, see what you did there? Yeah. You tied it into all yeah. the way. Oh, my God. Speaking spooky for more <laughs> on how some swirling winds across the nation might impact this weekend's <laughs> games, here's our guy, Jim Kosick of KCTV, fully embracing All Hallows' Eve in the Regal, Kansas City. Well, it's that time of the year again, guys, where we have to talk stormy weather and NFL football. Check out the map here. Two storm systems, one northeast, one northwest. And, yeah, that's going to be a problematic for us because eh, we got some wind issues as well. Also across the Plain States for the Vikings. Uh, you got them for the Chiefs. This wind is going to be brutal, by the way. Also for the Patriots and Broncos. What a matchup there. Look at that wind. 
in excess of 20 miles an hour for crying out loud. And meanwhile, back in the pack northwest, that's where you have the uh, rain beast that's coming in. And at 49, that's just an outright cold, cold win. Now, so I got to call out a couple of kickers in every single game that I just mentioned. And even though Guskowski is leading the league, listen, this win is going to be a beast. But what do I know? I'm a guy in a Gumby outfit for crying out loud. Happy Halloween, everybody. See you back here next week. All right, uh, coming up. <laughs> I mean, it's Gumby coming up. Adam Rank uh, gives out his likes and dislikes for week nine. See which players he's given the green light for the weekend and who's getting the dreaded thumbs down. NFL fantasy is back in just a few. He can walk into any book with his ponytail pokey too. If you've got a heart, then Gumby's a part of you. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, is your lineup haunted by those six teams on a bye? Well, we've got some fantasy zombies ready to come back to life and feast on opposing defenses in Week 9. Plus, quarterback and running back matchups that are just to die for. We'll tell you which players need to be in your starting lineup come Sunday. And our man, Adam Rank, separating tricks from treats, breaking down his top likes and dislikes for Week 9. NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. And welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose. Matt Money-Smith here with Akbar Fabs, Marcus Grant. Remember, you can always hit us up on Twitter, at NFL Fantasy. Today and in this very moment, we are going to talk about wide receiver starts. But before we do that, I'm yes. sorry to cut you off. Are you really wearing orange orange shoes? Yeah, I think okay. people can. Uh, it's probably hard for them to see. But you know what? Throughout the show, maybe they saw them a little bit earlier. Okay. Orange chucks, man. Come on. It's Halloween. Great. I, you know, we oh, had this wow. discussion earlier, Akbar, yesterday. It's like, do you guys want to dress up? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And everyone else was like, no, not at all. Uh, how about wide receiver starts this week, Pabs? What, what do you got? I'm going with DeAndre Hopkins there for the Houston Texans in what is a very good matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles have just been awful against wide receivers this season, allowing the third most fantasy points to the position. They've also given up a uh, ton of touchdowns on the road to wide receivers, seven in three road games. And DeAndre, he's been hot lately, 20 targets and over 200 yards in his last two games. All right, nuke for you. How about it, uh, Marcus? What do we got? I'm going Terrence Williams. You look at what the Cowboys have done offensively. They've been fantastic. But more about it is about the Cardinal defense. The secondary has struggled at times. A lot of it is because they're not getting a lot of pressure up front. So many injuries have depleted the front seven for Arizona. Plus, how many times have we seen Terrence Williams with one-on-one coverage because teams are so focused on Des Bryant across the way? I think you see a lot of that on Sunday. Terrence Williams will be the beneficiary of some uh, a lot of quality targets. Akbar, you're going to the uh, the Pacific Northwest, I believe. Yes. Absolutely, yep. I'm going to go with Doug Wal- Doug Martin, Doug Baldwin, Doug Baldwin going up against the Oakland Raiders, my former Oakland Raiders, and I think he's going to have he's going to be successful. He's the number one wide receiver there. There's no more Percy Harvin there complaining and trying to politic with the coaches to get me the ball more. This is his vertical game, his passing game. Of course, they're still going. The staple of this offense is the running game, but when they do throw, they'll be looking for their number one receiver in Doug Baldwin, and it's a great matchup for him to to continue to do what he's been doing. Well, I'm going to do something I don't like normally doing, and that's uh, performance chasing. But Martavis Bryant has just shown us so much in his two career starts 
that uh, it's hard for me to back off. He is tall. He has good hands. He is, there you go, that Would big target in the middle of the field. I would call him a tall drink of water right there. And uh, that's what you get when you have the tall receivers. Red zone, bigger than cornerbacks. You got the back shoulder fade, the corner fades, the comeback routes. They can't stop a Akbar. That's what I'm saying. Even if you're wearing stupid-looking uniforms, you can still pose. <laughs> I'm too big, coach. <laughs> you can still pose big-time numbers. Uh, top 10 wide receiver starts. Those are favorites. But how about the top 10 receiver starts? According to our experts on NFL.com, and by the way, that's another reason why I like uh, Martavis Bryant, because Antonio Brown needs a number two, and he has turned out to be just that. Demarius Thomas taking on the Patriots at Gillette Stadium, and all the way down there at the bottom, Mike Wallace playing that depleted San Diego Charger depleted secondary. Calvin Benjamin, yeah, uh, 1.8. Brandon Cooks is uh, 3.8 so points, so there's all that. Mm-hmm. All right, for more now, we throw it over to Adam Rank. Thanks, Money. It's time now for Like is Like presented by Corona. What's up, fantasy people? Every week I give the thumbs up or the dreaded thumbs down at a variety of different subjects, from movies to TV to pro wrestling, all that good stuff. In honor of Halloween, we, drudge, we judge treats like Snickers, thumbs up, fruit, thumbs down. Don't be that house unless you want this thrown against your house. But let's start with the fantasy football and my first like. Nick Foles. That's right. I'm going back to Foles for the second consecutive week. Don't harangue me. Foles has been somewhat of a disappointment, which is putting it mildly, but he did rally for a good game against the Cardinals last week. Foles makes a ton of mistakes. We get that, but he also throws a lot of touchdowns, and the Texans give up a ton, too. He's the right guy, right matchup, right week. Move it on. I dislike Tony Romo. If you saw the game on Monday night, I really shouldn't have to explain this. Washington sacked Romo five times when it blitzed on Monday, though it seemed like 50. The Birds have blitzed more than any team this year, and quarterbacks have a passer rating of 74.5 when they send the house. For that reason, I keep Romo on the bench. Let's start running, and I like Justin Forsett against the Steelers. I never thought there'd be a time in my life when I'd want to start a running back against the Steelers, and I never imagined it would be Forsett, but that's where we are. He's emerged as an explosive playmaker and the leader of their RB committee. While he's battled injuries, you must start him this week. At the receiver position, I like Keenan Allen. Few receivers have been targeted more than Allen over the last few weeks, and not surprisingly, his totals have started to climb. He's got a good matchup against the Dolphins, who have been hospitable hosts as they have allowed six receiving touchdowns in their last two home games. Allen is disappointed. Yes, I get him. But I get that, but you start him this week. And finally... I like Dwayne Allen. He's had a receiving touchdown in five of his last six. The Giants have allowed a boatload of points to tight ends over the last month, and Larry Donnell is starting him this week, although I'm just guessing on that last point. But don't fool around with this one. You start Allen each and every week, and I cannot stress this enough. No apples, no fruit, no pennies. Don't put a box out there that says take one when we know doggone well there was never candy in there in the first place. All right, how about a few more likes and dislikes now that that business is over? Here here we go. Phillip Rivers, Jeremy Hill could be a really good start this week. DeAndre Hopkins, Travis Kelsey. On the other side, Andy Dalton. We talked about him a little bit earlier in the show. I just cannot do it. I cannot start him against my boys from Duval County. And, of course, hey, look, Jason Witten. He's never on this list. So there you got it. That was Like Dislike presented by Corona. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live. Do these bye weeks got you scared to set your lineup? Well, fear not, fantasy friends. We reveal our top 10 quarterback and running back starts of week nine right after this. 
Sunday, Manning versus Brady get the insider's perspective of their iconic rivalry through the eyes of six Hall of Fame quarterbacks. NFL game day morning, Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. See Peyton Manning there, number two. Tom Brady, number three. Our aggregate rankings of quarterbacks for week nine at NFL.com. Drew Brees already in the books with a, I don't want to say pedestrian, a little bit above pedestrian, 18.08 points, nearly 20. Here we go. Picks 11 through 20 and with six teams on a bye. Well, you may, in fact, have to dig a little bit deeper than you're used to in week nine. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. Money here with Akbar, Fabs, and Marcus. Guys, we will talk QB starts this week. Fabs, kick us off your selection for week nine. I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. I know that his numbers have not been great in two of his last three games, but this week he's playing who money? That, that team, the Raiders. I wanted you to go with Come on, man. Sorry. Well, the good thing about this matchup is that it's in Seattle. And listen to these numbers. Russell Wilson has 11 touchdown passes and only two interceptions in five career home games against the AFC. I know money's not going to like that stat, but it is still a very good I stat don't. nonetheless. And how about this? In their last two week nines, the Raiders have given up one 45-plus fantasy point per game performance. That has been Nick Foles last year. The year before, it was Doug Martin. I'm sorry, week nine? Yes. I'm going deep here with the stats, money. Wow. All right. Uh, How about it, Marcus? Colin Kaepernick. Do you know uh, what happened in week nine uh, against the Rams? I have no idea what happened in week nine against the Rams. All I know is that Kaepernick is in the midst of arguably his best fantasy season so far as a starting quarterback. The guy's been outstanding. Even if the Niner offense has been hard to figure out, that Ram defense has not had much of a pass rush. They've picked it up in recent weeks, but because San Francisco relies on a shorter passing game and Kaepernick can get out of the pocket and run, this is a chance for him to put up some good numbers. There's your boy. This is uh, this is my guy, Alex Smith, out there at Arrowhead. The Jets, well, Akbar, I watched you rewind play, rewind play that Sammy Watkins, uh, well, getting snatched up from behind by Salim Akeem over and over again. That's right. Salim Akeem is a receiver. He was playing in the secondary for the Jets last week because their secondary is so depleted. So I will take Alex Smith against the team that has allowed more pass touchdowns this season, 22, than any other defense in the league, not to mention having just forced three takeaways all season long. So Alex Smith, a nice 16s on the bye, fill in if you need it. Akbar, you're going uh, old Phil Rivers there. Oh, Philip Rivers. I love him. Oh, instead I of like old him. man Rivers. I like that. <laughs> yeah, you like that. That's what you were thinking, right? I, no, I don't oh, know okay. what that song is oh, or what you're referring to. <laughs> but I still like this guy because he's going up against the Miami Dolphins. Now, the Miami Dolphins, you may be thinking, this is a pretty good defense, solid defense. But this is one of the most intense defense when they send the blitz. They are one of the highest blitzing team in the NFL. And what does that mean? What does it mean? That means Phillip Rivers is going to have a lot of one-on-one matchups. He has such a good, great pocket presence. He's going to be able to pick that blitzing defense up. One-on-one matchups, you've got Antonio Gates, you've got Malcolm Floyd. Rivers wins. He's going to continue that 19-plus fantasy points in six of the last seven games. All right, there's a look at the quarterbacks. If you want more of our QB starts for Week 9, be sure to visit NFL.com slash now to download the app for free. We'll dish out more guys that have to be in your lineup this week exclusively for our NFL Now. Viewers, let's go to the running back position here. Again, a look at the aggregate from NFL.com. All the experts piled together, averaged out. Your running back starts for Week 9, Ole Arian Foster. 
I mean, you were sweating when you selected him in the late first round, top of the second in your draft, but boy, has he produced. DeMarco Murray, of course, your leading point getter from that position, taking out a lot of quarterbacks along the way. Now, again, these will some of be, uh, these are some of the names that you're going to have to select from because of the bye week. So, let's get into the running back starts we really like this week. Marcus, why don't you get us started? I'm going to start with Alfred Morris, and I know he has been a frustration. Basically, the way Washington runs that offense is really frustrating to try to deal with Alfred Morris, but... This is a week that the matchup really favors him. The Vikings have been vulnerable on the ground. They are giving up the sixth most rushing yards to running backs so far this season. I know it has been nearly a full calendar year since Alfred Morris has had a 100-yard rushing game. But if it's going to happen, this could be the week it happens against a Viking defense that is vulnerable. All right, uh, you have Alfred Morris. Fabs, Ahmad Bradshaw. I'm going with the revenge game. He's playing against his old team, the New York Football Giants, and Bradshaw's been great this year. Look at him. Run up the middle, score that touchdown. He has been an end zone monster this season. And the Giants, not so much against running backs. They've allowed the most fantasy points per game to the position in the last four weeks. And Bradshaw can do that to you, too. Catch the ball to the backfield. This is a must-start for fantasy owners on Monday Night Football. Now I have Harry Dean Stanton screaming, avenge me, boys, avenge me. <laughs> I don't know why you said revenge, and now that's what I'm thinking. All right, how about it, Akbar Lamar Miller? Well, for Lamar Miller, I like him because you saw what he did against the Jaguars. He put up 9.9 fantasy points, but the way he did it is just his ability, his great vision, his cutback ability. Now he's going up against the San Diego Chargers. I think this is another great opportunity. He's got his confidence, and it's I tell you, we see this with Mark Ingram last night. When the running back gets his confidence and the coaches, um, they believe in him, there's not that much competition around him. He can just relax. You're seeing the production out Juice of Lamar Miller. He's going to continue to put up this type of production. I'm going Ben Tate because um, my name's Matt Smith, and Ben Tate is also monosyllabic, so that's I'm why I'm going to put him in my lineup. That's right. Saying. Well, that and uh, also three rush TDs in his last three games, and they're taking on the Buccaneers. They have allowed the second most fantasy points per game to running backs in the last four weeks. So I will take, and sadly, because I drafted Terrence West, I figured he would snatch that job up from Tate, but no. Alas, it has not happened. It is old number 44 that's doing all that damage. Mike Pettin likes to run the ball, limit the mistakes at the quarterback position, and this is a must-win against the Buccaneers after that hiccup versus the Jacks. All right, up next, uh, you may have laid some of these fantasy stars to rest, but on Halloween weekend, anything is possible. See which fantasy zombies we say will rise from the bench and wreak havoc on your opponents. With NFL Now, never miss another game highlight ever. Subscribe today and you'll get instant game highlights on all your devices. Download the NFL Now app today. Learn more at NFL.com slash now. Yeah. Welcome back to NFL <laughs> Fantasy Live presented by Bose. <coughs> Money here with all the guys and in the spirit of Halloween, all right with the fog. <laughs> Let's talk about some fantasy zombies and fantasy zombies as well, or players we think <laughs> will rise up from the fantasy Stop grave it. and score some points this weekend before Akbar takes this too far. Fabs, get us started, please. I'm going with Wes Welker. I mean, this guy has been the walking dead in fantasy football this year. He's had one game with double-digit <laughs> fantasy points, but he's playing against the Patriots this week, and he talked about getting more looks last week on the bench with Peyton Manning because he needs to score more points for his fantasy team, and Peyton Manning is going to find Wes Welker for a touchdown this week against his old team, New England. You could bank on that. All right, uh, Akbar. 
If you can break character for a quick moment, okay, right. would you like to provide the people with some legitimate fantasy analysis? Well, yes, nope. I, I what will. What are you talking you know, about? He's, he's acting he's like a take, zombie over no, there while you're trying like to get Russ Let me tell you about a guy who I think who's going to really kind of resurrect from the dead. It's Michael Crabtree. Michael Crabtree going up against the St. Louis Rams. This is going to be his opportunity to show up. He's been kind of like The Undertaker or maybe Paul Barry. It just looks spooky Whoa, and ugly the last couple of weeks. I don't know that I'm, I, I, was, I was feeling him, but this game, yeah, without a good pass rush for Colin Kaepernick, look for Michael Crabtree to go down All and get right. something deep. We now go from the sublime to the ridiculous. Rank, really? What? Really? <laughs> What's wrong? You're going Cordero Patterson. Yes, really? he's, he's like Brock Lesnar, who tried out for the Vikings, okay. who beat the Undertaker in WrestleMania 30, right? How do you not, Six do degrees you, of WWE, do you not see uh, that logic? That's I've spot lost. on. How about this? The Redskins have given up a ton of fantasy points and receivers this year, and Cordero Patterson's last... Career touchdown, receiving touchdown, spit it out, come on His now. last, re- his only receiving touchdown against the Redskins. I'm playing the trend. You're going to be there getting eggs. You're <laughs> he scores a touchdown. Like he gets a receiving touchdown okay. every time he plays the Redskins. Well, that's a rookie last wow. year. It's just it doesn't one, matter. One game and then. You can't argue against that. I, I guess so. Did you hurt I guess yourself that stretch? What it's, you make it's a fact. Marcus, what do we got? Uh, well, I am going with Bobby Rainey. I know the Buccaneers have had a lot of guys dressed up and pretending to be running backs this year, but... I think Bobby Rainey's going to step it up. By the way, I like your costume there as uh, Orville Rudenbacher's grandson. It's fantastic. Who's Orville Rudenbacher? Yeah, you know. What? I, I don't know what you're talking anyway, about. Give us the, more analysis. The Cleveland Browns are giving up nearly five yards per carry to running backs this year, and Bobby Rainey has been the best of the alleged Buccaneers running backs. So this is the week he actually pays some dividends for you. You know, I will um, I will let you know. This is a true story, Marcus. Okay. Is this true story? Orville you're just talking to Marcus or to all of us? Uh, well, he's the one that brought up Can Orville Rudenbacher. Why don't you tell the uh, I nearly purchased Orville Rudenbacher. Redenbacher's 1979 triple white Cadillac Eldorado convertible for $3,600. That is fantastic. But my mechanic would not allow me to buy it. When I said, he said, no, it's, you can't. I said, no, 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 you don't understand. It's Orville Redenbacher's triple like white that's... 79 Cadillac you Eldorado. Need to I'm not telling me it off. Yeah. Oh, look what he did there. All right, I'm going, uh, look, you went Cordero Patterson. You went Wes Welker. I'd go Vernon Davis. Why not? Why not go Vernon Davis? I'll tell you why. Because he's lousy this year. Uh, but I will tell you why. Every time we count out Vernon Davis is the moment that he delivers and if you look at the San Francisco schedule they have had a nasty go of it up to this point this is where they start to catch the breaks look at the close of their season maybe you make a trade for Vernon Davis because the back end of their schedule is better than anybody else in the NFC West. I like Just that. asking you to look forward. This is the week Vernon Davis turns what? it around. So make the trade today. Vernon but you said when people write him off. Yes. You're not writing him off. Nope. So now you just know the I'm the only one. I'm the <laughs> only one that's not right. Are you <laughs> writing him off? Right. Are you right. writing him off? No, I'm writing, writing him in. I'm not writing him off. I'm writing him in. Writing him in. Listen, just to spite you, and, you. you and Cordero Patterson and Akbar talk about wrestling. Kiss wrestling. All that sort of wrestling. stuff. All right. Uh, happy Halloween, everybody, because that is going to do it for us. Here, a reminder, we will see you Sunday morning at 1130 Eastern on NFL Now and the NFL Red Zone channel with all the latest injury news and fantasy analysis leading up to kickoff. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, 
Green Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrict Supply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.